God's blessings to you and welcome to the TLC show from Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm your host, James Heft, and of course, we are with Pastor Jonathan Moraz, who leads us in uh, some really interesting discussion about sin and suffering and what human nature is. We also discuss life and trying to do things to encourage support for life and our new campus ministry, which is open to students, faculty, and staff. And so we're really excited about that. And of course, we talk about our Easter celebration, uh, you know, the Passion Week that leads up to it, and what that is all about. So without further ado, let's get started with the TLC show and Pastor Jonathan Morris. Pastor Jonathan Moraz, it's great to be with you again. Good to be here. I'm I'm really happy to be here. It's no, I, if folks know our pattern, we usually post a podcast every two weeks, and this has been a three-week app. I'm recovering, or have recovered, pretty much from from uh, the fun that I was going through. But this was a wicked flu season. Yeah. A lot of people have got gotten it, which was weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, yes, it's good, good to, to be here. Good, good to, be to be here. To see you. And uh, how's Julie doing? She's doing well now because she was knocked down by the same thing. She missed three days of work trying to recover from this uh, onslaught. But uh, thank God he didn't allow me to get it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the middle of Lent, you know, we want to keep going. You know, we're, 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 we definitely have a format as to how we want to do the show. We've talked about this in, in the past. Um, but just as a reminder to folks, we're really spur of the moment and spontaneous in this podcast. So as things pop into, pop into my mind, I have a tendency to ask them. And, and we had uh, a sermon that you delivered here at Trinity about sickness and illness and how it comes into our life uh, and how it actually came into our life uh, just originally with the bite of the forbidden fruit. So yes, kind of yeah. expand on that a little bit. Well, I, you know, this is, this is uh, the whole purpose of the church, really, is God uses this to uh, tell us who we are and, and thank him for it because without his revealing to us our sin, we would just go on our merry ways to damnation uh, with uh, with God's revelation through the scriptures and then not just that printed word that was spoken but the uh, but the incarnate word that came to us uh, so just for a layperson's perspective um, you know mine <laughs> sure, <laughs> we'll sure. put, put it out there right um, my getting sick is that a punishment for my uh, sin? Not probably or? the way most people think of it. I mean, you know, the punishment for sin is death. And not just our temporal death, but eternal death. Um, God says that pretty clearly. The wages of sin is death. Uh, but once sin entered the world, once we brought it into the world and broke that uh, connection between God and ourselves and between ourselves and creation, 
sicknesses, illnesses are the effects of sin. Uh, is your, you know, is somebody getting a cold a punishment because they told a lie? Not necessarily. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, the effects of sin are not just, I mean, people don't think of it this way necessarily, but for instance, you and I both wear glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the very fact that we need glasses is really proof that sin exists because God created us perfectly. And, uh, you know, so those illnesses that, the way doctors describe them, you might be predisposed toward high blood pressure or diabetes or, uh, you know, some other kind of thing. Or there's some um, hereditary things that might be passed down uh, they are there because of the uh, brokenness between God and man. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, we suffer the effects of sin, uh, illness, um, bad weather, you know, things that people just don't really connect to it necessarily all the time because they think, uh, you know, they told a lie, so God's going to smite me. Um not necessarily. So we had this perfection as human beings. God indeed created us perfect. Perfect. And in the Garden of Eden, the devil and his temptations came and, and tempted us as human beings. Uh, and so that perfection then of Eden was indeed destroyed. Um, yeah. And so that's where we start getting into this concept of Lent uh, and, and the need for forgiveness, the need for forgiveness right. of, of, of our sin. Um, in, in fact, God, you know, and th- those, those who follow their faith, who, who are Christian and familiar with the Christian story, or just the, the Judeo-Christian story right. in, in right. general, realize that God indeed did punish us uh, once as his, his human beings, and it was Noah um, who ended up you know, being sort of chosen to save the human race. Um, yeah, God God worked through Noah and his family to preserve the human race uh, and promised never to take us out that way again. But, uh, you know, with regard to... First of all, let me just step back a second and say, you know, we talk about the devil and stuff, obviously, the devil, you know, the temptations, etc. But... Uh, the devil's not the reason that sin exists. It's us. You know, the devil could have tempted you for years and years, but mm. it's only when you act on that, and that's your decision. In other words, that was Adam and Eve's decision, our decision. Uh, that's where the brokenness occurred for us, for humanity. Because, honestly, the devil... And his fallen angels appeared to exist before sin entered the world. So, you know, it didn't enter the world through the devil. Uh, it was through man's own action, own activity. And, uh, you know, we were created to be able to not sin, but we chose to. So, and- you know, this this is where... And, and and this this obviously you know if you read the Old Testament and you read the law right um, we see that God continuously gets perturbed with his 
sinful creation um, and realizes that something has to happen by him you know to to atone well for and this. the, and the this fact is, is he knew that before he even created us right so <laughs> th- th- this is hard you know as yeah. as a Christian uh, to try to understand this stuff and this is why Quite frankly, we go to church <laughs> so that we can God hear, brings us to church this. to hear that news that that we are broken and that we cannot forgive ourselves. You know, I sin against you. I can't say I forgive me for something I've done against you. That has to come from you. So when we sin against God, we can't forgive ourselves. It has to come from God. And God's demand up front was perfection Mm -hmm. and we can't do it so it has to be done for us it had to be done for us and it was done for us through jesus you know jesus is that one who uh, 100 percent man lived the perfect life and yet still paid penalty for the sins of the entire world. So, in effect, what he did, in, you know, Luther's terms, the, the great exchange, uh, in my terms, the worst business deal ever made, mm-hmm. he gave us everything and took every bit of dirt and damnation that we have and paid for it. One of the complexities of this conversation that we're having is you know, a lot, of, a lot of folks see a child that's born and they say, how can that little bitty beautiful baby that has just been born need holy baptism? How, why do they need, you know, the Holy Spirit to be poured over them um, in, in baptism if they haven't done anything wrong? Because we're not talking about active sin in that case, but the sin that's been inherited. There's original sin and there's active sin. The very fact that original sin exists, I mean, first of all, it's told to us in Scripture. You know, surely I was conceived in sin and sin did my mother, you know, conceived in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. So, you know, this is, I mean, it comes from, uh, to get clinical about it, Mm Upon the actual penetration and conception occurring, that is a human being, first of all, that is has inherited sin. So the original sin, and in case you're doubtful in, that original sin really does exist, um, raise a child. Hmm. And I had... I was blessed with three that lived. <laughs> I mean, we had two miscarriages, but we had three that we were able to raise. And uh, I never had to teach them to lie. Right. I never had to teach them to cheat. I never had to teach them to be greedy or selfish. Uh, I never had to teach them to talk back or react in anger or, you know, those things came naturally. Because by nature, they were sinful. And by nature, from the moment of conception that that you just mentioned, all the way through until our natural death, life cannot be broken. Life, Life happens 
all the way on a continuum without it. Life will be broken if it's broken un, by an unnatural act, whether that be a car crash, me driving home tonight, sure. God willing it doesn't, but you know, something like that, or a murder, um, or quite frankly, an abortion. And that leads me to our next point and the fact that we believe very strongly in life at this church and we are participating in the local activism uh, for the Crisis Pregnancy Center of, of Tidewater, mm -hmm. um, cpcfriends.org is the website. And if you go cpcfriends.org slash walk, you will see an opportunity to participate in their walk for life and specifically the one that we're participating in is at the Virginia Zoo on April 13th, a Saturday morning. And what Crisis Pregnancy Center wants folks to do is to register themselves as walkers for that in advance. You, you don't show up at the Virginia <coughs> Zoo and, and just participate. You actually have to, have to register for it. Uh, but this is a great opportunity to help a local organization which is there to spread the gospel to women who are in need of trying to determine you know, this very complex issue of, of life for themselves. Talk yeah. about what you've learned in this process of, of uh, supporting Christ's Christ well, Pregnancy Well, um, for me it goes back quite a ways, not way before I came to Virginia. Um, I've always been a huge proponent of Lutherans for Life. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is uh, uh, our LCMS national organization that um, supports, uh, is pro-life, supports life activities, and tries to find options for uh, those who find themselves in a circumstance of pregnancy that was either unplanned or... Uh, that they're, that they're contemplating bringing to an end um, because we do believe that life begins at conception. And uh, so, you know, there, there's, you can call it, uh, again, clinical, you can call it uh, blastocyst, zygote, uh, use general terms like tissue or uh, fetus, but all those are synonymous with baby. All those are human. And uh, so, you know, we believe that life is sacred, that it's created by the Lord and, and given by the Lord, and we do not bring it to uh, an end by our decision. Um, you know, again, we live in a world that is affected by sin. So, you know, anybody can come up, and I can come up with all kinds of circumstance where, you know, somebody says, well, you know, here's my my father who's lying in the hospital and um, you know they're, they're keeping him alive on a machine and the doctors ask me do I want to remove the things if I do that am I killing my father those are very very difficult questions to address you know and and, uh, and I usually encourage people to take a whole every possible means of information but primarily uh, supported by prayer to say, uh, here's a decision that has to be made, Lord, and please lead me in it. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, where, where God has deigned that life should come to its end, we don't uh, extend it by our own choice. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, and where God has indicated that life sort of continue, we don't end it by our choice. Crisis Pregnancy Center estimates uh, by their last full year's worth of information that they were able to save uh, at least 686 lives in in Hampton Roads. Um, And the reason they they say at least is because they're not 100% privy of all that all have been reported. So, So that's phenomenal to begin with. We so often talk about you know, the 55 plus million uh, babies that have been murdered since Roe v. Wade uh, has... More people has, died in abortion than in all the wars we've ever had. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just mind-blowing. But it's also life-affirming to hear, uh, you know, the successes that Christ's Pregnancy Center has been having. And so that's why we go and do this Walk for Life, because it raises awareness. It also raises money you know, for their operations. If somebody is is, uh, not able to Mm -hmm. walk, uh, they can still access the site. And we have a number of us that have registered and they can donate through one of the registered walkers. Absolutely. My last name is Heft, H-O-E-F-T, and your last name is, again, Meraz, M-E-R-A-Z. And so if you searched for either of us uh, as someone you wanted to donate to, to support, you know, as as the walker, it all goes yes. to the same place. I don't care if you <laughs> use yeah, my name yeah. or Pastor Meraz's name or uh, Catherine George uh, is one of the walkers, right. um, you know, and a number of others uh, here at, at the church. So, um, please go to, again, cpcfriends.org slash walk, uh, and you will see very clearly either a way for you to register yourself um, and, and, you know, donate yourself toward, toward 25 Trinity. towards Trinity. Yeah. Uh, donate 25 bucks to yourself and come out and walk with us. That, sure. that would be fine. Um, or, again, you can search for uh, either Pastor Moraz or myself and donate through them. But they, they do great work. Uh, ultrasounds, counseling, um, you know, some nursing care, uh, even even support after an abortion. If, if, the, if the mother went through with it, there's quite frankly a lot of counseling uh, that's required mm-hmm. afterwards as well. And, and having the resources to be able to do this. Given the opportunity, necessary. many women do choose life. Yep. Uh, they just, sadly, many feel that they or were unaware that there was a choice, so to speak. Um, they just thought either I'm going to, you know, something's going to happen here that I can't handle, or uh, my only option is then to terminate. Yeah. And uh, it's not. So one of the other exciting things that we have going on here as well is uh, it, it took a little bit uh, <laughs> of moment, you know, inertia that was there to overcome. But yes, the campus ministry at Old Dominion University is now, we have we have a couple of dates set uh, uh, here towards the end of uh, the semester so that we can begin this campus ministry. It's going to be Tuesday, April 9th at 4.30 p.m. and also Tuesday, April 16th at 4.30 p.m. in the Virginia Rice Web Room of the Web Center at ODU. Um, and, and this is, of course, open to any students or faculty or alumni uh, to come and just get together and network in Christ 
um, uh, in, in this university environment. And if you listen to our podcast uh, with Reverend Marcus Zill, he talks about care, which uh, goes into detail regarding what campus ministry is trying to accomplish. But, but ultimately, it's about love um, yes. and, and togetherness. And so, Pastor, talk about your, your expectations and hopes for this Well, my, my hopes. I always try to limit expectations because, uh, you know, I'm very optimistic, and so they're usually almost grandiose, and I, <laughs> I don't need that, but uh, I do have hopes, and, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to meet those uh, students, or, or, you know, whoever it happens to be that comes in, um, get to know them on a personal level, to, uh, and maybe introduce them to the gospel, or uh, for somebody who comes in who's looking for a, uh, a haven, you know, to be able to offer some help and uh, maybe even healing for for different aspects. Uh, college life is, you know, the college experience. So many people go out to get the college experience, and uh, their idea is that it's, um, you know, all joy and fun. But there are a certain number that struggle in different aspects of their college life, and uh, you might come onto the campus and think that you're you know, alone in a sea of people uh, coming to things like the LCMSU here at, at campus uh, at ODU uh, will give you a chance to meet people in a personal level too, interact with other people that might be Christians if you're a Christian or uh, if you have questions about what exactly Christianity is, um, you know, we'll have that available also. Absolutely, and and also as as students uh, begin to get more involved, um, if you want to have a church home um, and you don't have transportation or whatever, we're certainly going to be available to uh, help you come to worship services with us sure. uh, at Trinity. Um, you know, be more than accommodating that way, uh, and also all these events that we have going on and what have you. If you want to participate in that too, you know, like like a walk for life. You're certainly more than welcome to that. So it's just an opportunity for fellowship. Uh, you know, we we've talked about this again with Pastor Zill. How you know, again, if you're a parent um, and you're listening to this, and you have a student at ODU, um, right. you know, we're an extension of your family uh, as well. So all that's really exciting stuff. Just to run down a couple of quick um, administrative. Uh, Things here, dates and times, right? Uh, because we are quickly approaching the end of Lent uh, uh, and the, the the week of the Passion. So there will be another podcast, the week of the Passion. But that being said, you might not listen to it until after Easter. So <laughs> right. so let's get these these dates and times out there. First and foremost, we do have one more Lenten service left, and that's going to be Wednesday, April tenth at 7 p.m. Uh, that, that'll be our last, and we'll have a soup supper at 5.30 p.m., um, and then the midweek Lenten service. So if you want to join us for that, that'd be fantastic. Uh, then for the week of the Passion, Monday, Thursday, um, it, it, again, that would be uh, April 18th. 18th uh, that's at 7 p.m. Good Friday, April 19th. That's a Tenebrae service. Uh, what that means is that Progressively throughout the service, the, the church gets darker, um, followed by a loud noise uh, generally towards the, the end of the service to kind of 
that dramatic conclusion of the, the of the tomb closing. So uh, that that's that's a real poignant moment for a lot of Christians, and, and Trinity does that service very very well. Um, and and then uh, Easter Sunday, of course. Um, yes. so, Easter Sunday, seven o'clock in the morning or yep. ten o'clock in the morning. Two services. And a, breakfast. Right? Breakfast at eight thirty. Yep. Yep. If you if you're coming, you're just new to the area, or you haven't don't have a church home, you're going to come visit us on Easter, and you have children, we have an Easter egg hunt at nine thirty. So uh, that's always uh, well attended. Always a joy, <laughs> always a joy, and of course, you know the the last uh, Sunday in Lent we have coming up. Um, Regular service. Bible study is at 9 a.m. Worship service is at 10. And then Palm Sunday, the same thing. Bible study at 9 a.m. Worship at 10. Uh, anything interesting about the Palm, Palm Sunday this year? Um, well, you know, it's not a typical service because this is one that we do kind of do a reenaction, a brief, but uh, a procession of palms uh, at the opening of the service. And um, this year, we're inviting everyone to take part in it. I mean, not just children, but families, adults, uh, whoever. It's actually be a little more uh, uh, like the actual triumphal hmm. entry of Jesus, where uh, when he came in, it wasn't just little kids sitting there holding palms, and but it was it was the people. Yeah. And so we're looking forward to to that. So again, we are located at 6001 Granby Street in Norfolk, Virginia. You can find out more about us at trinitylutherannorfolk.org. Email us at tlc at trinitylutherannorfolk.org with your questions, your comments, your thoughts about this podcast. We post the podcast on Facebook and the website and on Podbean. If you leave a comment there or your thoughts of things that you want us to discuss for future shows, um, please go ahead and let us know. So, Pastor, would you mind uh, closing our show out with prayer? Yes, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, first of all, for this beautiful day. It's a beautiful day here as we're doing this podcast, and, and we give you glory for it. We ask that you be with us and... Uh, in our ministries, uh, that you would bless the ministries uh, for the benefit of those who will be affected by it. Uh, our ministry with the Walk for Life, the ministry activity with ODU campus, uh, we ask that you would lead people to us and that you would help us to um, just proclaim without shame or apology the beautiful message of you and what you've done for us with your perfect life, your penitent death, and your glorious resurrection. We ask that you would bless uh, those who are listening to this podcast and provide them with uh, those things that they need. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. That's Jonathan Mraz. It's always a, a joy to be with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Until next time, the, I'm James Heft. This is the TLC Show. God bless you.